Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I am your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Thursday, June 30th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Let me move over a little bit here. And, uh, you know, the IRS has this uh, tax tips email list. I'm on several email lists at their Twitter page because I'm always interested in what's going on in the IRS. Um, I, I, there's a link on, underneath in the description here to, to take you there if you wanted to uh, subscribe to their email list. They have tips and things. Uh, sometimes I get ideas for this show, as I did today, about this. So we're going to talk. Today they have one about the gig economy and what you should know. Remember the gig economy. That's the all the cheaters are there, according to the IRS. But that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, oh, won't you join us? So the gig economy is a, is kind of a shorthand for independent contractors, 1099 NECs, non-employee compensation. Um, and this is what people get from there. Now, what's going to, you know, that's what this, um, the new uh, cash app uh, law that came into effect last year, or it's coming into effect this year, it was passed last year in the American Rescue Plan. And that's going to, and this is designed to catch gig economy workers who are not respond, who are not um, reporting income, and so that's why they're all these cash apps because you would get paid, you do some work, you know, uh, you sell something, you get it on the cash app, you never report it to anybody, and the IRS looks at that as as thievery, you're stealing from the government. I don't look at it that way, but that's the way they look at it. Because remember, the 16th Amendment says that which gives the IRS, which was give the federal government the authority to tax income, says that all income from whatever source derived is taxable. And so all income is taxable. Uh, you know, I always, they're, they're trying to make it so if, let's, the analogy would be, to uh, traffic violations. If you're going 55 miles an hour, if there's a 55 mile an hour zone and you're going 56, you should get a ticket. No, you shouldn't. Uh, what if you're going 57? Should you get a ticket? No. Uh, it should be reasonable, right? You want to, you try to keep people in. You don't want, but when you start um, imposing these rules on every dollar everybody makes, it, you're all you're doing is feeding in my view all you're doing is feeding the black market because people will always turn to that uh, you know because you make it such such that it it's impossible to avoid <laughs> I shouldn't say it's impossible it's not impossible but it may very difficult uh, so there's some there should be some leeway there every dollar everybody makes shouldn't be taxable or taxed I should they, it's all taxable should it be taxed? Well, that's a different matter. But again, you know, these rules, this reporting from the cash app and everything, it doesn't change the rules, right? The rules were that that's always been taxable. Tax any income from whatever source derived, that's taxable. Now, I was just using this analogy about the tax app. 
And I got to tell you, I always drive 55, right? <laughs> and, and, and I'm saying that I always report all my income. I do that. Most people do. Most people don't have a choice, right? Because most people are W-2 employees and everything is reported. Every, you, you know, every dollar you make from your employer is reported to the IRS. And this is why the IRS wants to go after everybody's bank account to make sure every dollar you get is taxed and they get their rent. Um, again, I think it's onerous. In my, and I'm gonna, I probably said this recently and I'm gonna say it again. If we allowed the police to go into our homes and search our everybody's home whenever they felt like it, I assure you crime would go down. At what cost? Right, the cost of our freedom, and I like it's the same thing for me with the with your bank, right? If we let the IRS just go into everybody's bank and make sure that everything's right, more income will be reported correctly. At what cost? Our freedom, and uh, so I'm so I'm not I don't support that notion, and I don't think most Americans do because when it comes to, when it came out that that was part of the plan. That's when the Build Back Better plan failed because people said, what? And that's when they started learning about the cash app rules. I didn't know that was passed. Wait till next year when everybody starts getting the 1099Ks. And that's what most of the gig workers are going to get, 1099Ks, because they get paid through cash apps. So let's let's go to the... Um, let us go to the... Story. This is the IRS site. Here are some things gig economy workers should know about their tax responsibilities. And again, they, they this is uh, the IRS thinks has the position that gig workers are the cheaters, and and they need to be reined in. Uh, many people take up gig work on part time or full time basis, often through a digital platform like an app or website. Gig work such as driving a car for booked rides, selling goods online, renting out property, or providing other on-demand work is taxable and must be reported as income on the worker's tax return. Again, that's always been the case, whether you get a 1099-K or a 1099-NEC or whatever. If no, uh, 1099-Cs, I talk a lot about those. Here are some things gig workers should know to stay on top of their tax responsibilities. Gig work is taxable. Again, I think most people know this. Uh, earning from gig economy work is taxable regardless of whether individual receives information returns. That's what I was just talking about. Information returns are 1099s. Uh, the reporting requirement for issuance of a 1099K for payments received in 2022 is to totals exceeding $600. Used to be $20,000. And over was it 20 transactions or 200 transactions? It was a lot of transactions. And now it doesn't matter how many transactions if it's over $600, regardless of the total number of transactions. And that's what they're saying. This means some gig workers will now receive an information return, the 1099K. This is true even if the work is full-time or part-time. Gig workers may be required to make quarterly estimated payments. So let's talk a little bit about that because I don't think people realize this. When you when you don't when you're not a W two employee, we our our econ, our taxes are based on what they call pay as you go, right? So you have to pay your taxes as as you go. That's why they they take it right out of your ta, your pay stub, 
right? So you don't wait to the end of the, the year to pay the IRS. They take it out of each and every pay, pay stuff. You know, whenever it's payroll, they, they get their rent. If I'm a gig employee, there's no, there's, there is no check for them to take it. The employer's taking my, I'm not a W-2 employee, so they're not taking my, my money. I'm independent. And so those taxes come due as you get paid. And uh, according to the rules, and again, I don't think a lot of people understand this. According to the rules, you are to pay estimated taxes every quarter on the money that you make. And if you don't, you can, there's penalties and you pay penalties. I think a lot of times that people hire a tax preparer and they prepare their taxes if they're in this, if they're an independent contractor like this, and then they just file their tax returns. They add the penalties. They say, hey, there's what my taxes are. And then they just pay it. People don't even realize that they're paying a, t- uh, a penalty. Uh, for recent developments, okay, so this is the IRS site for estimated taxes. Taxes must be paid as you earn or receive income during the year, either through withholding or estimated tax payments. If the amount of income tax withheld from your salary or pension is not enough, or if you receive income such as interest, dividends, alimony, self-employment income, capital gains, prize and awards, you may have to make estimated tax payments. If you are in business for yourself, you generally need to make estimated tax payments. Estimated tax is used to pay not only income tax, but other taxes such as self-employment tax and alternative minimum taxes. If you don't pay enough tax through withholding and estimated tax payments, you may be charged a penalty. You also may be charged a, a, a estimated a penalty if you estimated tax payments are late, even if you are due a refund when you file your tax return. Even if they owe you money at the end of the year, they still can penalize you if you pay it late. I just want to go through this. I don't want to go through all of this because uh, it gets too complicated. But there is a safe haven. And the safe haven is if you pay, let's see if we can find it, uh, penalty for underpayment of estimated taxes, extended coronavirus, extended penalty. If you pay 90%, here it is. The safe, there's what they call a safe harbor. Uh, if you didn't pay enough taxes throughout the year, either, either through withholding or by making estimated tax payments, you may have to pay penalty for underpayment of estimated tax. Generally, most taxpayers will avoid this penalty if they owe less than $1,000 in tax after subtracting their withholdings and credits, or if they paid at least 90% of the tax for the current year, or 100% of the tax shown on their return for the prior year. So if you're making enough money if you're making more money this year than you did last year, you're going to owe more taxes. As long as you paid 100% of the taxes that you were due last year, you're good. There's a safe harbor. You're not going to get penalized. If you're making less money than you made last year, as long as you've paid in 90% of what you owe, you're good. You're not going to get penalized. So that's important to know. That's the Because a lot of people have a very good year and then their estimated payments are too high for the next year. And they're like, well, I, I'm not making that kind of money anymore. How, how's that going to work? Again, as long as I can estimate and I pay up to 90% of what my tax bill will be, I'll be good. I won't get penalized. I just thought that, that I wanted to go there and uh, talk about that. 
So if they are self-employed, gig workers must pay all their Social Security and Medicare taxes on their income from the gig activity. That's called the self-employment tax. So you have income tax, and then you have self-employment tax. Uh, proper worker cl classification. While providing gig economy services, it is important that the taxpayer is correctly classified. That means that business or, or the platform must determine whether the individual providing the services is an employee or independent contractor. A lot of employers will tell you you're an independent contractor when in fact you should be an employee. Right? And there's a, uh, we can go to this worker classification, but that gets complicated also. You know, generally, if you're in control of your own, you can make your own hours. You, you know, they're not controlling how much, how you work or what you do, or uh, then you're an independent contractor. If they can control when you work, how you work, who you're working with, then th then you might be a, a employee rather than an independent contractor. Um, this means that or must determine. Okay, so taxpayers can use the worker classification page on the IRS.gov to see if they should be classified. That I I don't know if I went there. No, this is the here's a page the gig economy tax center. So and that's all here and it's there's a link on underneath here in the description about this and all of these are here. There's a video here about this. You know the IRS is really taking this action against gig workers because they believe that they're cheating. Uh, paying the right amount of taxes throughout the year. An employer typically withholds income taxes from their employees' pay to help cover income taxes their employees owe. Gig economy workers who aren't considered employees have two ways to cover their income taxes. Submit a new W-4 to their employer. So what happens is if, you're work, if you have an employer and you're working a W-2 uh, job during the day and then you do some work at night for, for like driving Uber or something like that, um, if your income, you start making more money, you're the, the money that your your uh, worker, uh, your W-2 employer takes out isn't going to be enough to pay your, your taxes. So you could change that uh, withholding from your day job and take more out. And that way you're paying and you don't have to worry about estimated tax payments because you're making estimated tax payments through your other employer. And it's, you're going to pay all your taxes. Remember, if you owe up to, if you're paying up to ninety percent of your taxes due, you're good. There's not going to be any penalties. So, uh, but the other way is to make quarterly estimated tax payments to help pay their income taxes throughout the year, including self-employment tax. I think a lot of people forget that. Hey, there's another fifteen percent. So if I'm in a twenty percent tax bracket, really thirty-five percent of my pay is going to go towards. A self-employment tax. Unless I have a company, I form a company, and then I'm an employee of the company. And this is a structural thing. And this is what we help people do in my my company. We help people structure their business into to limit their their tax bill. Nothing wrong with that. It's totally legal. Um, and you should take advantage of that. Right? Planning, tax planning, tax structure. How can you structure yourself that you pay the least amount of taxes? That makes sense. That's why we have such a very thick tax bill, uh, code, right? The ta If you ever see the tax bill, it's several books of that thick, right? And 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 so there's lots of rules in there. Some of those rules will apply to you, and if you use some of those rules to that apply to you, perhaps you could reduce your tax bill. Makes sense, doesn't it? Now, how are you going to know what's what you should do? Well, you shouldn't. You, you're not in Texas. That's what we do. We help people with taxes. That's what we help people do. 
okay, so the Gig Economy Tax Center on IRS.gov answers questions and help gig economy tax uh, payers understand their tax liabilities. And the, and the IRS believes if you know what your tax liabilities are, you'll pay it, right? And, and you'll follow the rules. Most Americans follow the rules. So this is just uh, this is just the gig economy page tax center. There, again, there's a link in the system in the description about this. Um, what to do? Uh, gig workers find forms, digital platforms, and businesses. What is a gig work? If you're a gig worker, you know what that is, right? What are digital platforms? If you're working for a digital platform, you know what that is. Then the IRS, and actually, you know better than the IRS because they're still learning this stuff. You know, uh, anyway, that's, I, I should have gone back to the, but but anyway, that's what it is. And um, uh, let me just kind of, let me kind of just go back in here and show you the gig. This is the Gig Economy Tax Center page. Uh, you know, if it's, again, it's in the description below. Uh, here's what, and here is the, the tax. Here are some things. So, uh, so that's what, that's what it is. I wanted to go through it with you because this is one of the most common questions that I get. And again, this with this change in the rules that that these gig economy is going to get to 1099 Ks, and you're going to have to figure out how to pay it. And what, and you're not used to it because you never you never had this before. And most people don't understand. You know, I, I you know I take a couple, I do a couple Uber rides, you know, and it's for extra money. You don't understand that 35 percent of that maybe perhaps should go to the government. And a lot of people say, well, you know, if they tax me so much, it doesn't make worth, it's not really worth me doing it. Well, that might be true. And maybe it's not worth doing it. You know, if you're babysitting for your neighbors, you're supposed to report that money too. Most people won't, right? I'm watching my neighbor's dog. He's giving me 25 bucks. Is that taxable income? The answer is yes. That's taxable income from whatever source derived, right? That's taxable income. But most people don't look at it that way. I sell lemonade on my in the front of my house. Is that taxable income? Yes, that's taxable income. Yes. So again, most people don't look at it that way, but the government looks at it that way, and so you should probably start looking at it that way too. You want to follow the rules. Most people want to follow the rules. We have very high compliance rate in in America. People want to follow the rules. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you know, tomorrow we have the uh, Trust Radio Network show. Um, next week on the Trust Radio Network, next Friday we're gonna we're gonna stream. I'm gonna have a panel of attorneys, and we're gonna discuss the recent uh, Supreme Court cases. Not so much the cases individual, but the direction of the Supreme Court. This has really been a monumental shift, um, historic shift in the the way the the Supreme Court is looking at the Constitution, and so what we're gonna we're going to get, a, um, not all of us agree, but we're going to get a panel of attorneys together and discuss it. And I hope you can join us for that. That's next Friday. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us here tonight. Today, though, and you, you know what I'm going to ask you as I ask every week. Let me see if I can get this on here. Uh, I, at this point in the show, I always ask you, like and subscribe. We need to get this information out. Do you know a gig employee? This would be very inf good information for them, wouldn't it? Well, let's get them, let's get them, uh, if you like and subscribe, we, we can push this content to them. So thanks so much for your help, and we appreciate it. Uh, we're almost up to six to 3,000 subscribers. We're coming up to that. Uh, very small, I, I, I granted, but much better than we were doing. So, um, so thank you. 
and, we, and we're getting more subscribers because you're helping us by liking and subscribing. So, so thank you so much. Remember the show. This show is sponsored by the Law Office of Stephen A. Leahy, PC, and Open Tax Advocates. Uh, Open Tax Advocates helps business professionals solve IRS problems. If you owe the IRS money, if you haven't filed your tax return for some time, you know that. You know if you're having this. And it's eating at you. It's, it's gnawing at you. I know it is. I, I, I talk to so, so many people that have this problem. And really what happens is they get paralyzed. They don't know what to do. Well, here's what you should do. The first thing you should do is get a copy of my book. Deal with your IRS problem today. Go to freeirsbook.com freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. If you want a hard copy, I'm going to ask you to pay for shipping and handling, a small fee for sh shipping and handling. There's a lot of, we send some special reports and some other things with it. And so you, it's a, it, there's a lot of bonuses in there. Uh, and actually the fee that we charge barely pays for the, for the postage. Um, so uh, thanks so much for joining us here today. We'll look forward to you for our next show. And uh, uh, thanks again for joining us. Mm -hmm.